It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. Do you ever meet someone and you're just super impressed with everything they're doing? Like they almost make you feel like, what more could I be doing with my life? (laughs) That was today's conversation with my friend, Nora Chasm. Nora is such a rock star. She's a wealth management student and portfolio management assistant during the day. And then she's also a financial coach in the evenings. In fact, that's how I connected with her. She's a student of my course, Become a Financial Coach, and she's doing some really impressive things in the financial world. Now, Nora lives, eats, and breathes all things finance. This is with her degrees, with her job, and with her business. So I love learning from other people and seeing what works for their own financial lives. We cover a lot of ground in this episode. What we talk about is how Nora started to change her perspective on money in the midst of studying international finance, why telling your children to save isn't enough, and why the how is really important. Nora's budgeting regime, we go into a lot of detail about this. I love budgeting. I'm a good old-fashioned budgeter. I do believe in it, so it's really fun for me to learn how people do approach their own budgets. We talk about ways Nora changed her net worth from significantly negative to a positive, but she did all of this while she was still in school. I always find that so interesting. The importance of reading within your financial journey and how some of the books that she read really made a big impact on her life, her intensive investment strategies, and her take on ESGs. If you're not sure what an ESG is, make sure you listen to last week's episode. We cover a ton about ESGs. We talk about advice on how to start from square one, the infamous savings to checking transfer. If you are constantly borrowing from your savings account, we are going to talk about how you can address that through budgeting. Nora's financial coaching business and the ideas that she emphasizes in her coaching programs, why judgment around money exists worldwide, and how she manages being a student, working, and growing a business. I really enjoyed this episode. I think Nora is such a rock star, and I know you will too. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, Nora Chasm. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today I am joined from across the pond with my friend Nora Chasm. Nora, thank you so much for hanging out. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm happy you got me. (laughs) I am so stoked to chat with you. So we initially connected through Become a Financial Coach, the course that I have, and I have been loving your Instagram and all of your content. It is so good. Tell us a little bit about your Instagram. Okay, so my Instagram is a page where I share my journey. I share also some little tips about finances and also regarding other questions I get from friends, from strangers. So I try to create posts that is going to help uh, different individuals. 
you do such a good job too of making it very relatable and just really breaking down how you can help people. But I'm kind of curious, tell us all a little bit about your financial journey. How did you get to becoming a money nerd and getting to the point where you are starting a financial coaching business? Okay, so this is an interesting story, I think. So it all starts in 2016 when I left my country, my home country, Cameroon, to go to France for my studies. And when I left, I was living with my cousin in in Rennes, but that's the city where I was living. Mm -hmm. And I used to receive uh, an income of 600 euros per month from my dad. So it's more like I had no expense because I was living with my cousin and really no major expense on my own. But the thing is, at the end of a year, I had nothing to account with all the money I received from my dad. Mm. And what is funny about it is the fact that I was doing a master's in international finance. So most people think when you're into the financial field, you are just automatically getting money. But that's not always true. And that is what happened to me. So after that scenario, I was like, okay, I need to get this right. I tried, I had an internship where I was paid uh, around 1,000 euros per month. And by the end of the internship, I was in debt. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what type of debt? I was in debt. Uh, it was more like consumer debt, like uh, borrowing money from a friend because maybe you're not able to meet up with your day-to-day expenses. So to be able to meet up with it, I just had to borrow like a thousand euros from a friend. Got it. And and that really, really stuck out to me. Like I had more than work my dad would use to give me and my fixed expenses were like just about 400 euros per month and ended up with being in debt. So... Mm-hmm. There again, I took the decision to make things right. And and that's where I had to work a lot on my mindset. Like I had to think about the way, I had to change uh, the way I looked at money. Even though I, I gave myself the challenge to make things right with my money, I was not able because I just felt like uh, there were a lot of things to do at the same time. You read articles, you listen to, to the podcast that you get different tips, but it's more like when you want to put it into play, it's, it's difficult to, to, to put all everything together into play at the same time. So it was kind of cumbersome for me. So what I did is the first step I did after the, the mindset, after working on the mindset, was to open a savings account. Like though I was still in debt, I was like, okay, I want to instill this habit of saving. So I opened a savings account. In savings account and uh, protect myself from the savings account. So I had to ask the bank to block it so I can ac- I have access to the, to the account. So every month I'm going to put in 50 euros to the account. And as I'm doing that, I'm looking for other jobs. So since I was doing a second master's in wealth management, so I looked for a job in babysitting. And after I was blessed enough assistant in an, in an asset management company and that helped me increase my income and with that I was able to increase my savings rate and also uh, since I, I'm still under the student status I was able to to get rid of my rent so what do I mean by that I looked for a live-in family where I moved in with them mm. I will offer them babysitting services against free rent and free food 
That's helped me a lot on my journey. Yeah. <laughs> was that hard I to find, Nora? Actually, I didn't even look for it. Uh, I did not look for that particular, um, how can I call it, um, particular offer. I was more like just looking for a babysitting job as an orphan. It's not the family, the lady that proposed to me, like, would you like us to work this way? I was like, yeah, good. I, I love that. <laughs> Sign <So>. me up. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it was really amazing. Like, and they were, and the the good thing is they they were really a good family. Like, they took me as their own, and we, I spent a very good time with them. So, and going to that now, I started maybe working on how I can help other people because knowing that I'm in the finance field and having a hard, I had a hard time with my money. So I could not imagine those who don't even are not even versed about finances, what they might be going through. So that's what I took it up why I took it upon myself to be able to reach out to people who are having hard times with their finances. Maybe they're in debt, maybe they just need a change in mindset. Maybe they just need to know how to plan ahead or to be on track with their finances. That is that is really what makes me to go out there to become a money nerd. Yeah. I love that. Okay, I got to dive into the, you, I mean, we both know this. We both love mindset stuff. But I'm curious for you, when you were growing up, how was money talked about? Was it a, a positive thing, a negative thing? Was the conversation even there? Like, what did that look like for you? <laughs> well, with my family, uh, I pretty much had everything I wanted. Like, I really did not struggle. It's only at the stage of my uh, undergraduate program mm-hmm. where I noticed that I had some money problems because uh, my parents used to give me 50,000 francs in Cameroon per month, which is more than enough for a student. Sure. And uh, I always end up with, with, like, by the end of the month, my money is already finished. I'm just calling my parents to have more. And what my dad always told me is, Nora, you need to learn how to save. You need to learn how to save. But that is something that most parents tell their children. The problem with that is they don't tell the how. Just saying you need to save, you need to save is not enough. Like, I needed the the how was left, and, and it took me a lot of time to figure it out. So, yeah. It's good that your parents were supportive of your your studies and just, like, encouraging you to save money. I know that's not necessarily a norm, so it's great to hear that you had a decent foundation. Um, when it comes to mindset, why do you feel like you were always running out of money at the end of the month? I think because I was not planning well enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was planning in my head. Because, you know, when you, you want to do some calculations, like try to see what your expenses will look, out for, look, look like for a month, you just try to do the math in your head. And in, in your head, it always seems perfect. But when <laughs> yeah. you're faced with life, <laughs> when you're faced with you always see that, like, no, it's not perfect. Like, there's some things you did not think about or some things are really over what you had planned. So that, that was actually my, my main problem. And did that come down to just like getting a good budget system for yourself? Is that what you had to do? Yes. So what helped me to, to really get it is to, to, to get rid 
is really having a good budgeting system. So, for example, what I do use is what I call the plan ahead budget budgeting system, and I do use it on Excel. What it helps me do is it helps me see my finances. Like presently, I know what my finances look at to the end of the year. So whenever a transaction takes place, I always enter it and I see how it affects me, not just, not just tomorrow, but till the, 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 the further months into the future. And it helps me plan better. It's a great way to go. Can you break it? So you, you said you use Excel. And is this like you're doing it every, every day you're inputting your information or how frequently? Uh, normally, I do it on uh, when I get my pay. So that's when I do uh, the whole budgeting. But I have what I call morning days. And I yes. usually do it once per week on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> so what I do on my morning days is more like I just t- try to track my expenses for that week and to be able to put up uh, to to enter the figures or the, 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 the expenditures I had for that week. And if what I planned is really matches to what I actually uh, spent and know what adjustment I need to do for the coming week. I think that's a great way to go. And it just keeps you so grounded when you're checking in every single week. I think that's really awesome. One of the cool things that I have to highlight that I thought was so impressive about you is you were able to go from a negative 2000 pound net worth to over $5,000 positive net worth yes. in 14 yes. months yes. as a student. Like what the heck? So was that strictly from budgeting and saving? Was there any other factors? Yeah, there were other factors. Like the one I mentioned before, having to live in with the family. So I was not paying any rent, no, and no uh, lunch. So they were paying, they were taking care of my rent and part of my groceries. Mm. That's something that helped me. And the other thing that helped me was kind of a very difficult decision. It was to shave, shave my hair. Oh, because, man, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Like I was, I was bent on really getting this right. Because to, to do your hair here in Luxembourg is at least $100. Oh, 100 euros. And for a student, that's too much. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's too much for me. So I decided to cut my hair. And that, I used that money to send it to my savings account. And that's also one thing that helped me. Dang, that's impressive. (laughs) I'm I'm applauding you because I do not nearly have, my face shape for one thing would not work for that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would so it wouldn't work for me too much, but the fact that you were willing to look at every single area of your life and figure out hacks to make it work is really admirable. It comes with a lot of sacrifice, but when you say you just tell yourself it's not going to be forever. How did you begin to change your mindset around money? I know a lot of college students specifically feel like, oh, I'm a broke college student. That's just the way it's going to be. But you are actually coming out of school with a positive net worth, which is so incredibly rare, how did you begin to change your mindset around money? Well, the first thing that helped me a lot is meditation. Um, So I'm a Christian, and my Bible, like reading the Bible uh, and really be able to meditate and know what what it says about me regarding the different aspects of my life, that's one thing that helped me. The second thing is reading. I really had to, to read 
one of the books that really uh, most people reading about this book, The Rich That Poor That. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, the books I had to stumble on. Uh, uh, yeah, reading was another thing, and also talking to people. Like uh, when I, I met people who were doing, it was this was mostly on social media. So I see people who are really posting about how they're doing great with their finances. So I just reached out to have a discussion to know how they got there and, and really had getting some tips with that. So just having that positive vibe coming in, it really helped to make take the out of my mind. Yeah, that's amazing. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad was one of the, the big books for you, you mentioned? Yes, yes, it was. Awesome. I'm kind of loving <laughs> this. With your studies in school, so you are studying, is it a general finance degree or, or what is your undergrad in? So what I'm studying right now, uh, I'm doing a master's in wealth management. Amazing. Yeah. And my undergrad was uh, was uh, I had a bachelor's in in accounting, and this is actually my second master's. The first one was in international finance. Oh my gosh, yeah. you're killing it! <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, so the finance world is my world. <laughs> yeah, for sure it is. I think that's so amazing. So for with all of the studies that you you've got a really strong background in finance, are you DIYing your own investing? Do you select your own fund and create your own portfolio, or how how does that work? Oh yes, sure. I I do select my my stocks. Like I just love the process, the process of having to analyze them and to see them really grow. So uh, that's something I really enjoy. I and uh, right now. I, I use interactive brokers. Uh, that's something that is quite popular here in Europe, interactive brokers. And I started the last last year, October, and so far it has been really it has been doing so well. Yeah. That's great. What what types of stocks are you are you investing in mutual funds or are you like individual stocks? Like what's your strategy there? So uh, it's mostly individual stocks. And right now I'm looking into value and growth stocks. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. I love seeing all the <laughs> stuff that you're, I always think it's so interesting when you are studying this stuff of how it might differ. So I'm a very big index fan, uh, fund fan. That's just my my personal strategy. But I love hearing people that are choosing stocks. So give us some context. When you go to choose out a stock to invest in, what types of stuff are you looking for? Do, is there any like big indicators that you're using? I've been looking so much into the ESG that because even at work, that's a very hot topic. Yeah. So that's something I try to, to, to really incorporate in, in my investment strategy. So, so it's more like seeing how the company uh, is doing in terms of the environment, its social network and the or its corporate social uh, responsibility. So the, that's something that's very important to me. And the second thing after that, I look at their, their financial statements. So mostly their balance sheets, their income statement, and the cash flow. And I try to do a projection in the long run to see if it, it's actually going to continue being profit, profitable as it goes on. That's amazing. I love that you mentioned ESGs. I recently did an interview with a gal that that is all she does is education on 
the ESGs, which, as Nora mentioned, is like that environmental, social, governmental agencies and companies that are just trying to be better and do better. And so it was really interesting. I didn't know much about that. From what you're seeing, are ESGs performing pretty well for you? Uh, For the ones I have now, yes, they are. They're doing well. Well, and I'm still kind of observing because mm-hmm. one thing to note about ESG is even like it's sometimes we just get caught with the ESG factor. I really don't look into the profitability. Yeah. But I, I, I personally, I really like to combine both. So the ones I have now, they're really doing good and I'm just really observing it and seeing how it's going to perform over time. Mm. Makes sense. That's amazing. And are you doing this all with Excel and spreadsheets that you've set up or how do you how do you calculate these things? Yeah, so I mostly use Excel. Uh, there are some like built-in formulas that, that I use and uh, it's more like in global or call it like a financial model, which which are, I come up with by reading things reading books and also following up some some workshops and online classes so it really helps me to build a financial model to, to do this analysis it's amazing how long does it take you to run an analysis on a specific company or fund oh it takes a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> so it can it depends on how busy i am during that period but on average, it takes me like three to four days. Three to four days. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's a lot. But I presume it's, you know, anytime you're going to put your money into something, you want to make sure that it's going to work out for you and that it's something that you did all your due diligence on. So I get that. Yeah, so yeah, sure. Before you're putting your money into for sure. I think this is really cool. It's, it's fun to see your progression in your life of how you started as a broke college student. And now you're choosing your own investing and running these really sophisticated three to four day analysis. Like this is super <laughs> impressive for somebody that's maybe not where you are today. And they're like, I want to be like, Nora. I want to be able to run my own investments and all that kind of stuff. But my finances are crazy. Where where do you recommend people start? Is it just starting with a budget? Is it more mindset? Like, where do we actually begin? Most people will say you should start with a budget. But the thing is, when we tell people to start with a budget, we always, the what they are going to do is go to, to Google and try to see the budget that are available to try. But the thing with, the truth about the budget on Google is that they they are not realistic because they assume that your life is kind of strict and that's not what that's not the way life is. So instead of starting with a budget, I'll tell someone to start with a little. For example, just start saving. If it's that you can save just maybe ten euros per month, just start there. Even if you're in debt, no matter what you're facing, that helps you to cultivate that mindset and also able to you be able to see an amount of money that you 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 are disciplined to put aside, it helps you in the process. You'll see some results while you're getting uh, used to the changes that have to come with it. So my advice is just start saving, saving something, no matter how small is it, start with saving. Then from there you can grow into it. 
I think that's really great advice too. And it's something that's very practical for so many people, even just setting aside 10 or 50 euros or dollars per month, it can feel like many confidence boosts. And I think that is exactly what you did in your own personal life too. I think it's really awesome. Um, any tips for those people that might build up their savings and then tap into their savings and transfer money back into their checking account? I know they're out there. I see a lot of them. How do we break that cycle? Do you have any tips there? Yes, I do. Uh, actually, I, I found myself doing that a lot too. So what I did is I had to realize why I was doing that. And for me, it was because I was... Um, I overestimated my savings. I'm like, I was just so excited about the idea of savings. So instead of me really trying to, to tackle the other aspects of my life, I'll take all my money and put it into a savings account. Then I'll just have every week or every two weeks, I just have to go and zip in. So what I did is I had, I had to be realistic in myself. I had to say, okay, Nora, let's be realistic. You want to save. But on that side, you also do other things like maybe going out with friends, maybe having fun, any other activity you want to do. So instead of being in a situation where you have to take money from your savings account every time, why not instead reduce the amount of savings you put and allocate enough money for the other things you want to do? So that, that is something that helped me a lot. And I believe it's other people out there. That's a good tip. I, I really do think that that's super helpful and it's really tricky. Okay, let's dive into your coaching business because I am so proud of all of the work that you're doing and how you're helping people. So give us some context. Why did you decide to start a financial coaching business? I decided to start a financial coaching business because I, I that is my mission. Yeah, that is my mission out here. To be able to get to help people get rid of the financial stress they are having. So yeah, that, that's why I decided to study it. I love that. And you've got the background and the chops to support it too. You definitely are very qualified for this. Did you when you were starting your business, did you decide like a specific target? Like who are you helping specifically? I'm helping those that are more like me. So those are those people who are in the early stages of their career and they see themselves living from paycheck to paycheck. Like they know, they know within them that they have enough money to with their expenses and have extra, but for some reason, they're either living from paycheck to paycheck or even living from overdraft to overdraft. Yeah. So those are my target clients. I love that. There's so many people that need your, your help and your services too. I think it's so much fun. Paint us a picture of your, your coaching program. How, is it a set amount of time? Is it, can they schedule just like one consultation with you? How did you structure that? Okay. Yeah. So normally uh, what we do is we first of all have like a, what I call a chit chat call. So that's just a call, a 30 minutes call for us to know each other and to really be sure we are fit for each other. And from there we'll go to a discovery call. So the discovery call is last one hour, 30 minutes. And there we're going to dive into one particular problem the client is facing. And we're going to come up with solutions to that problem. And there's a longer term program, which is four months. And during the four months, we meet every week. Like, um, like the, first, the first week we meet for one hour mm -hmm. and for the 
every other week we meet for 30 days. And from the second month, we meet two times per month for one hour. So there, it's not just, it's, it's, uh, we, we set the goals that the client wants to achieve. And we now put together actionable steps to, to be able to achieve those goals. And we also look into other things like maybe the mindset, the person might be a caregiver and he does she doesn't even know. So we look into those things. We try to 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 really give a better picture, a bet a better financial picture of what what she is facing and knowing where she is going. I love that. I think your program sounds incredible. And I love that you mentioned sometimes we have those mindsets that we don't know about. And I think that's where there's a lot of value in hiring a financial coach when you are early in your your journey. I think it's like one of the best times to hire a coach because they can help you set up a foundation correctly instead of trying to years later go back and be like, oh man, I messed up on my fi- my foundation. I've been doing things not quite right for me. That's kind of the benefit of like working with a financial coach. So I, I love that you're doing that. Yeah, sure. Thank you. So to me, I just call myself like their best financial friend. They can tell me everything without being without the fear of being judged and find a solution together that is so true why do you think we have so much judgment around money i mean i i used to think that was just a u.s problem but it it really isn't it's kind of a global issue where do you think that comes from i think it's more from a place of of wanting to to show or to portray a certain picture to people outside like we want people to think we're this perfect person we have everything said like we are doing it right so if the person knows that we're vulnerable in our finances what kind of the person is going to maybe on the lookers or have a different image about us so we prefer to keep it to ourselves mm, it's so true too it, it's a bummer that we always fall into that that trap I'm curious for you too, now that you're launching a business you're in school you're doing all these amazing things how are you how are you balancing all that stuff? I know balance is kind of a bullshit word, but it's still kind of there. Like, how how are you managing all of these things? I think it's really impressive. Sincerely, it, it's not easy at all. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> so what I do is during the day, I work. Like uh, my, my job, I'm doing well, I'm more of an internship right now. Mm-hmm. So during the day, I dedicate it to that. And in my in the night, some nights I'm actually a financial coach, so I coach the clients I have. Amazing. And other nights I'm a student. Yeah. <laughs> but what is helping me with my studies is, for example, right now we are done with everything. All I need to do now is just my initial But before I got to this stage, what really helped me is I really have amazing colleagues. Like even though I'm not be able to attend a class or listen to a lecture, they're always there to help me. Like if I have a question, they'll always be ready to help me, send me notes, send me maybe recordings, the date of the lectures. So that's really helped me a lot on this journey. So yeah, and also I try to maximize my time during the weekends and really get the best out of it. You're a rock star friend, I'm impressed. It's a lot. I Thank think it's you. it's great that you have such a big heart to help people too. I think that's the the cool thing. Is your goal in the future? Is your goal to be financial coaching full time? Um, is it wealth management? Like, what, what do you foresee your future looking like? 
for the future, uh, I really love to to go full time uh, in my financial pro- coaching business. Yes. But in the meantime, I'm going to combine it with uh, with a job, at least to be able to to kind of have some stability before mm-hmm. going in the full time. That's so smart. Yeah. I think, well, and you're getting lots of different experience too, which I think is so cool and so unique. So as a financial coach, that's just going to make you that much stronger. And that makes your diff- you different than all the other coaches is you've got lots of different, you've got portfolio management, you've got wealth management, like you have all these different experiences that a lot of coaches do not have. So I think it's really cool to see how you're bringing it all together. Yeah, and, and I'm also excited to see the result of it all. That's right. <laughs> that's that's the most easy. fun part. I'm not always happy. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. It's, it is, it's super tough. Remind me, when do you graduate? I'm graduating uh, in December, December this year. So, oh, yeah. Wow. That's so exciting. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Nora, I have really loved this conversation. And more than anything, I think it's so cool to see how you're building a business, how you are learning about finance and just living this stuff every single day. I think it's really amazing. And I'm so grateful for your time. Oh, I'm so grateful you really had me on your podcast. Of course, revolving door for you. Before we officially part ways, Nora, are you down for some rapid fire questions? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. My first <laughs> question for you is what is one purchase you recently made that has made your life better? Oh, it's a gaming chair. Yeah. So I've had this problem with my back for so for a long time. So I'd say to purchase a gaming chair is going to help me with my back and that's been the best best purchase I've made. That's a great purchase. I love that. A gaming chair. Okay. Next question for you. Are you more of a morning or evening routine kind of person? Morning. Morning. Yeah. All right, girl. <laughs> Tell us, what is your current morning routine? So when I got up, or the first thing I do is I take my devotions. So after my devotions, I clean up and uh, I read. I read a book. So right now, I'm reading a book called Happy Morning which talks about the emotions behind money. Yeah. That's such a good book too. I love that. Are you a coffee drinker? No, tea person. Oh my goodness. I love that. Okay. Any favorite teas that we should try? Uh, well, I usually go for the classic ones, the green tea, the green tea. Yeah. That is an awesome morning routine. Okay. Next question for you. Let's pretend this is post-COVID when all the borders are open back up. <laughs> so where is one location you're dying to travel to? Cameroon. I want to see my family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's got to be so tough, too. It's going to be, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful I'll be able to see them this, this summer. Yeah. Oh, fingers crossed. That'll be so great. Thank all you. All right, Miss Nora. Last question for you. In your opinion, what is the secret to financial success? Hmm. Well, I would have loved to just give something like that, but what I would say is it all depends on what success means to everyone. 
And I want to say to know what success means to you, you need to know your values. What are those things that you really value? Is it maybe time with family? Is it your career? Is it uh, spending time with your with your loved ones? So you've been able to 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 um, direct your finances towards your values. It's actually going to equate to success. Bam. That is so good. Nora, my friend, thank you again for your time. I had so much fun learning from you and getting to know you more. Thank you again. Oh, thank you, Winnie. I'm so glad I had this. And hopefully there'll be other times in the future. (laughs) Yes, definitely so. So for everybody listening in, go check out the show notes. I've got Nora's website linked up. It's wealthfit2ts.com. And you can get an application in so you can work with Nora and get your finances in order. So highly recommend that. And of course, her Instagram is also going to be linked in the show notes as well. Highly recommend checking it out. I always learn so much from your Instagram. So congrats on that too. You're doing such a good job there. Thank you, Winnie. I learned from the best. (laughs) You're doing a great job, though. Every time I look at your account, I'm like, I have so much to learn from her. Oh, my gosh. You do such a great job. Thank you, Winnie. Okay, what'd you think? Did you enjoy this episode? I know I definitely did. I learned so much from Nora. I loved learning her tips on how to talk to children about money and even how she approaches investing. I thought that was really important. All right, if you have enjoyed this episode, do me the biggest favor and leave a five-star review. It means so much to me and really does help this podcast get in front of more people. So it's the smallest thing you can do that makes the biggest impact for the podcast and helps it continue growing and me producing an episode. So thank you so much for your reviews. It really does mean so much. All right, that's it for today. I'll see you on Friday for Five Tip Friday or next week for another episode of the Money Nerds Podcast. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.